Welcome to episode 32 of Retrosonic Podcast. I'm Steve from Retroman Blog, and tonight I'm joined by my regular colleague, rock photographer Paul Slattery. Good evening, Paul. Good evening, Steve. So episode 32 already? 32? Sounds oh. like my age. Well, yeah, but we'll get on to that a little bit later. You know. <laughs> but anyway, Paul, is it on? Is it off? Sweet and is it on is it off and that's originally released in 1967 um, but anyway state records have got the officially licensed repro and it's out now and uh, so check it out it um, comes with a great cover designed by the guy who does King Gizzard and the OCs and, and Ty Siegel and there's two bonus postcards as well if you get in there quick it's all about merch isn't it <laughs> great track you know and I said we love that song I mean soul it's soul from the 60s I mean mm. what can be better than that you know it's mm. only a mere 51 years old Steve <laughs> that's right. right I know right? it still sounds so fresh today doesn't it 
doesn't it? It does, it does. I mean, that's where the soul singers were, were the greatest, in my yeah. opinion. Right, the good news is is that our one and only Retroman blog gig of uh, 2018 uh, sees the return of Ebert Lundberg from the soundtrack of Our Lives and Union Carbine Productions. And he's back in the UK with his band, the Indigo Children. Uh, that's going to be at the Half Moon Putney on Saturday, October the 13th. And so we did the first show uh, of his, his first solo show a couple of years ago, and it went down a storm, didn't it? It's amazing. What a that's fantastic a, band. I know. It was such a great oh, gig, wasn't it? They're tremendous, that band. Yeah, so I'm really honoured that Ebert wants to come back and repeat it and hopefully it'll be as good as then yeah it'll be a packed out fantastic night yeah it's going to be great uh, and also uh, a little bit more good news is ever has uh, given us a unreleased demo of a track from his forthcoming album the cabalium uh, this is a, a great uh, bit of psychedelia this is planet earth through a stethoscope <laughs> children that was uh, it's an unmixed demo but it still sounds pretty good no it's great i love the intro oh that's a great isn't it it's a, it's a really sort of storming track you know i saw yeah. them play that live 
uh, earlier this year in Gothenburg, and it just it just blew the place apart. You know, <laughs> it was a bit. great track. You know? Well, certainly blow the half moon apart because well, that's will, uh, <laughs> a lot smaller than the venues got ever plays in Sweden. Tickets are available now, um, and that's uh, Half Moon Putney Saturday, October the thirteenth, with support from our friends at Galileo Seven. Get down there; it's going to be a great night. And a little bit of synchronicity here because um, Ebert's first band, Union Carbide Productions, who we'll also be talking about a little bit later. Ebert and the guitarist from Union Carbide met at a UK subs gig in Gothenburg. From then on, that's where it all started. From that UK subs gig, you had Union Carbide Productions, which then led on to the soundtrack of our lives, which then led on to all the myriad of other bands that we know and love. And I said it all started at that UK subs gig in Sweden. Well, the UK subs were a fantastic band. I happened Mm. to run into them in... uh early part of 78 and right. uh, started taking pictures of them mm. and uh, spent quite a bit of time with them in the late 70s and early 80s and they were just a fantastic band mm. great songs great anthems and yeah. their gigs were just amazing yeah and we were looking at um, the compilation because you did some work for them didn't you? you did the cover of stranglehold the live photography for them and we're looking here at their Combination album, um, which has got, which talking about their great live shows, it's got yeah. a brilliant shot of yours. Um, you were Charlie, on the stage looking down. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Charlie Harper's backside sticking. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I know. With the crowd in the background, mm. is, uh, I'm pleased with that shot. Actually, it's a great shot. Yeah, because you can see the crowd in, in, in yeah, there, and what a great yeah, gig that must have been. It was. It was a brilliant gig. But so you've um, picked one of your favourite UK subtracks to play, and uh, what have you gone for? I've gone for Young Criminals because I think it's absolutely fantastic.
OK, that was the UK subs in Young Criminals. And that's what do you think of that, Steve? Oh, it's just such a great track, isn't it? And they're still doing it. You know, they're, oh. they're still playing. Charlie's still out there treading the boards. It was a brilliant track. They're as, they're as good as ever. Yeah, oh, great, great. And the lyrics, fantastic. You know, they're all, it's all, you mm. know, very social lyrics, Charlie's mm. lyrics. It's absolutely brilliant. I always think they're a little bit underrated, the UK subs. You know? no, I mean, they, they were, were there right at the beginning, play of the Roxy, you know, they've made some classic singles. But I think when it comes to all these sort of poncy punk histories, and they're often sort of just airbrushed out, aren't they? They are, and it's, it's, it's a disgrace, quite frankly, because they were they were absolutely brilliant band, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nick Garrett was absolutely a fantastic guitarist. Yeah. Really, really brilliant. Yeah. And uh, they wrote some great songs and did some amazing gigs. Of course, they were on top of the pops. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, and uh, but uh, they, uh, the great thing is, of course, yeah, as you said, they're still going. I saw them a few years ago when Jet was still in the band, but given a chance, I'll go and see them again anywhere, really. Yeah. And again, talking about a little bit of synchronicity, yesterday I had an email from Time and Matter Records, who uh, work with the UK subs quite a lot, and uh, and the good news is that Alvin Gibbs, the, the bass player that took over from Paul Slack in, for the second sort of era of the subs when they were sort of doing quite a well, diminished Absolutely. responsibility. I remember, I remember Alvin yeah. quite very well. That's right. But Alvin has sort of joined the subs again. He's back in the band now. He's in the current lineup. But he's just released his uh, debut solo single. The lead track is Ghost Train and we're going to play the other side. This is Clumsy Fingers.
And that was Elvin Gibbs and Clumsy Fingers. That's one side of his new debut solo single. The other side is Ghost Train. I remember um, taking pictures of Elvin when he first joined the band. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hasn't changed at all, has he? No, That's great. no, 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 no. It's living in France. It must be it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What is it about bass players um, from the UK subs living in France? I don't know, I don't know. Paul Schlack lives in France. Yeah, it's got yeah. a lovely guest house. In, you know. I don't know, you're just, life is preserved at, yeah. pre- preserved at 35, isn't it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, they both look good on it. Yeah. And this is interesting because he's, he's working on, well, I, think, I think the album's due to be released soon, but looking at the press release we got from Time and Matter, um, on the single you've got Brian James, of the Dam, Lords mm-hmm. of the New Church. You've got Lee Hegarty, nice lovely guy. Lee, Ruts, very well, yeah. Ruts DC. Steve Crittler from The Godfathers. Jamie mm. Oliver, the drummer from the UK subs at the moment. Right. Um, so it's, got, it's a great, great band, you know. Yeah. It's absolutely fantastic, you know. And well, Brian, I'd love to see Brian James do some more gigs. He's great. Yeah. Remember when we went to see him do that? Well, with, uh, with Rat Scabies at the, at the Retro Bar. Yeah. Right? I mean, the, I'm still deaf from that gig. That's right, yeah. There was Rat. There was Texas Rat. Terry. And Texas Terry. Yeah, and they did the first album. Yeah, and they they? It was amazing, oh, was wasn't it? Fantastic. What a great awesome. night. So I don't know if I don't know if um, there's any gigs planned, but you can imagine that if you get that lineup together mm-hmm. for a gig, mm-hmm. that would be something special, wouldn't it? Would yeah. You know, I'd love to see that. But the single was limited to 300 hand numbered copies, and it's got exclusive sleeve artwork by our friend Gay Black from the adverts. Uh, it's pumpkin coloured vinyl. Right, go, very unusual. nice, whatever that is. Yeah, oh, pumpkin, yeah, because pumpkin. it's the uh, because the release date is the thirty first of October, Steve. Halloween. Uh, there you go. You see, I yeah, didn't know. that's why that's pumpkin. That's, vinyl, that's your marketing it? ploy for that's you. That's the marketing ploy. Yeah, well scary done. stuff. Well eh? done, time and matter. That's a great track. That's uh, said, Elvin Gibbs and the Disobedient Servants, and a great song called uh, Clumsy Fingers. And next up, I've, for this episode, we've got quite a lot of. Um, new releases which I'm, I'm really pleased with a couple of exclusives and here's one of them this is the Jack Cades and Run Paulie Run
great track by the Jack Kays called Run Poorly Run, and that's an unreleased track uh, from their forthcoming album, um, which is which is great. What do you think of that one? Well, Jack Cade, wasn't yeah. he? Uh, wasn't he a, a criminal highwayman from Kent? Wasn't he? Was he from Kent? Oh, yeah. oh I don't know about that. You know, yeah. but. Uh, Sounds like it, doesn't it? Was it was a footpad from Kent, I was think, it? Jack Cade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it from the Medway? Gr- yeah, Medway, definitely. <laughs> was he in a band? Yeah, oh, one of those 18th century pipe bands, yeah. Steve, you know. <laughs> so was he in five bands at the same time? <laughs> that was great, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's a great track, isn't it? And, um, yeah, that is, a, I suppose you could call this a, a, one, another one of these garage rock supergroups as such, you know, because the Jack Cades <laughs> feature Mike from the Baron Four and Mole, the ubiquitous mole, we're going to call him now, on, on drums. And you've got Alexandra from Speedball Junior and also the who runs the Weirdsville and Hipsville clubs with, with Mr A. And um, you've got Elsa on rhythm guitar and vocals. So it's a you know, mighty fine pedigree from that band. You know, It's a great track and really looking forward to their new album. Um, saw them down at uh, the Beatway Festival in Hastings. That's a great band. That's the, the Jack Cades. And we've got another exclusive track here. This is from Les Lullies from the south of France. Montpellier. Montpellier, and they are also a part of the Marine Le, Le Gris Gris. Well, I know Le Gris we know Gris. Well. We know well. I just um, photographed them recently. And the Lullies have just released their brand new uh, debut album, uh, self-titled, and here's an exclusive track from it. This is Let It Out. <laughs>
fantastic Lay Lullies uh, with Let It Out from their brand new album, which is out now on Slovenly Records. And right, okay, I've um, I've done some new. So how about a bit of old? Yeah, a bit of old, Steve. Yeah, can you believe it's uh, well fifty years since nineteen sixty-eight? I was a teenager. Blimey. Sixty-seven had been the, the summer of love, and sixty-eight yeah. was the summer of revolution. Oh, yeah. It all changed. <laughs> music, music went from love and peace to to being quite heavy. Yeah. Uh, bands like Cream were being were becoming very popular. Deep yeah. Purple started, yeah. but uh, there was there was some great music around, and um, just to blow all the heavy music out, out out of the water, along came Canned Heat with Going Up the Country. great track and of course the, you know later on Canned Heat played the year later Canned Heat played that same song at Woodstock and that yeah. became really the unofficial anthem of Woodstock yeah, yeah. and uh, that just uh, brilliant brilliant uh, vocals mm. uh, by Al Wilson who died a couple of years later yeah sad isn't it yeah very sad yeah but it's interesting because um, when you 27 that, he was was it oh, yeah one of those 27 club you know yeah you see, the thing is, well, you know, when you're smoking dope, you're right, you, 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 you go, you smoke dope, and you breathe it in, you go, uh, you've 
Paris just comes out all high and we'll go, I'm going up the country. <laughs> go like that. Just came out naturally and we just like cottoned onto that song straight away. That's brilliant. <laughs> Oh, so that's how he got his vocal style. Oh it? well, I know I know where it came from, and yeah, where the vocal yeah, well, style you know, came you from. Can, you can put it out now, you know. You can stub that one out. Yeah, it's <laughs> a long time, Steve. You know, yeah. but fifty years, fifty years ago, I I can't believe how yeah. the time's gone and um, and where it's gone. But you know, the music is uh, from '68 is is good now as it was back then. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? So so was that really when you started to see? Live bands? Is that no, no. I've been going to see live bands since I was 14. Oh, okay. But 67, 68, 67, I'd started off to go. Um, 67, we'd had, there was a lot of really good local venues to go to. I'd been going mm. to the, um, I'd been going to Eel Pie Island uh, right. for, for three or four years by then. I think I first went on when I was 15. Yeah. Uh, I'd seen loads of bands there. Um, John Mayall, uh, I saw Cream play there. And then there was the uh, there was the Boathouse in Kew. I saw the, the Move and the Pretty Things play there in 68. Wow. And um, local colleges, St Mary's College, Cream played there. Mm. Everybody sat on the floor. You know, I mean, we spoke about this before. What what a great area this was, you know, around the Twickenham oh. Richmond area and Ealing and all that for the sixties. And yeah, I'm doing a, as I said to you earlier, I'd like we're going to maybe do another podcast on the, Eel Pie because it's such a great musical heritage. There, well, the it? Eel Pie Club and the yeah. Ealing Club with who played. I mean, yeah. West London was 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 yeah. mega back yeah. then. Yeah. Well, I went to see Gino Washington last week at the Eel Pie Club, which is in the Cabbage right. Patch in Twickenham, and mm. they're still re- and they're still keeping that alive, which is great. And there's the Eel Pie Museum, which has been open recently this year, uh, and it's great that they're still keeping that heritage alive because in this country we tend to just destroy anything that's cultural, all the venues, whether they're historic or not, are going out the window. So mm. I think you know maybe we can go back and re- and sort of do a special on Eel Pie. Yeah, sixty-seven. Why not? You know, we'll do that. We go down there, we can do it right from the island itself. Record it on the riverbank. Record it on the riverbank, yeah. On the high island. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) We'll probably get asked to move along. It's a bit posh down there now, isn't it? (laughs) But that was a great track. And this is one, you've picked here something which to me is a bit mainstream now, but at the time must have been pretty damn weird. Fire by Arthur Brown. Yeah. Well, it was was revolutionary at its time. Mm. Arthur Brown... He had this amazing falsetto voice, and uh, he'd come out with this um, this song called "Fire," which um, uh, I, I went to see. I went to the uh, jazz festival, the the blues and jazz festival at Kempton Park in mm. the summer of '68, and he came on stage there and yeah. he sang "Fire" live, and he had this headdress. This like like a pair of horns which he set on fire and he was prancing around the <laughs> yeah. stage singing fire I'll bring you to burn <laughs> like this you know and then suddenly the fire went everywhere it was incredible there's fire all over the stage I think it was this burning jelly came on and people were running on with hoses and he continued to play it was like mayhem but it was amazing you know all oh, the stone crowd was sitting back going wow man this is great <laughs> yeah. you know well, it, must have, it must have scared the hippies to death. Yeah, it's him come out, isn't it? You know, yeah, it's been like your, your worst yeah. nightmare. Well, you know, I mean, it was, uh, it was, uh, there was so much happening then. It mm. was all very revolutionary. People were taking it all in. But uh, yeah, let's listen to fire. I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you fire.
the crazy world of Arthur Brown. Really Isn't that brilliant? Yeah. And fire. When you sort of think about it, it must have been pretty damn strange. You know? But he probably wouldn't be able to get away with it now, with all his health and safety and all that, would he? Oh, impossible. He'd never be able to get impossible. away with it. Imagine. It was like this. I don't know what he put on these horns. It was like this yeah. liquid jelly burning. You can imagine. It's probably napalm or something. Oh, no, oh, no. Yeah, it's going everywhere. Yeah. It was unbelievable, you know. I thought the whole stage was going to go up, you know. But... Uh, uh, yeah, he was he was actually lowered down by a crane onto the stage. Oh my yeah, God. I, re- I remember it vividly. Yeah, through the haze of dough <laughs> you know, rising from the crowd as the evening came. Yeah, you know, oh, it was incredible. Yeah, yeah, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. You, you haven't changed a bit, have you? Mm. Well, yeah. <laughs> you still kept your hair anyway. Yeah, well, I'm probably less sensible than I was then. <laughs> yeah, well, probably. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Talk about Ebert Lundberg. Um, his first band before Soundtrack of Our Lives was Union Carbide Productions. There are other bands that's got back for a bit of a reunion. Um, it's 30 years since their infamous gig at CBGB's in New York, and um, they've uh, just released it on vinyl. Um, they've remastered the, the, the live show and put it out now, and they've also done a couple of reunion shows with um, most of the original lineup. Um, and as I said, it's, it's, it's a great. Uh, a great testament to this really now legendary gig. You know, apparently it was a scene of some pretty outrageous rock and roll behaviour. And in the audience was people like Jello Biafra, Sonic Youth, you know, um, Lydia Lunch. And uh, I said Kurt Cobain yeah, was a big fan at the time. Um, Sub Pop wanted to sign them. But you know what, Soundtrack and Ebert and Union Carver, there, there was always a bit of a spanner in the works and they always seem to miss the boat a little bit. And it's a shame because they're such a great band, you know, they're not really heard of over here in the UK, but... Um, Here's a track from their second album. This is Union Car by Productions and a cracker. This is Glad to Have You Back.
So that was Ebert's first band before the soundtrack of our lives. And I said, um, he'll be over October the 13th at the Half Moon. And he's been playing a few tracks from Union Carbide in his current set, as well Great. as some good songs from no, the we'll, we'll demand that he plays that. I then, think definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, but what is it about the eights then? 68, you got Cream, yeah. Arthur Brown, yeah. 10 years later, 78 on photographing yeah. the UK subs, and then 88. No, they only got the Union Carbide. Union yeah. Carbide. Yeah, it's all the eights, isn't it? Yeah, and, and 2018. 2018. Well, look at all the great new music we're getting, you know, all these great exclusives. The eights, still, yeah. yeah. I mean, this year's been great for new music and, and shows, so um, long may it continue. Bring it on. Yeah, and talking of Union Carbide Productions and Soundtrack of Our Lives, um, the guitarist Ian Person was in both of the bands, and he's also um, getting a new band together. This is uh, Pablo Matisse, and here's a track from the Deep in Guilt EP. This is a cover of a Fugazi song called I'm So Tired. Matisse and I'm So Tired from their EP Deep in Guilt. And the band have got, I said, Ian Person from the Soundtrack of Our Lives and Union Carpark Productions and also Per Stalberg from Division of Laura Lee and they're a great sort of old school hardcore punk band, aren't they? Fantastic. Yeah, so, oh, I love yeah. that. Sub two minute song. Yeah, yeah it really cranks along, doesn't it? It's a cracker. Yeah, mm-hmm. hard and heavy. Yep. Beautiful. Love stuff. it. Um, well, well done, Ian. Yeah, and they've got a new single out called Rise, which is uh, another cracker as well. So I said, check them out. That's um, Pablo Matisse. And the Brian Jonestown Massacre are back. They've got a great new album called Something Else, which again is already one of the albums of the year. And here's a track from it. This is Skin and Bones.
And that was Brian Jones' Home Massacre and Skin and Bones from their brand new album, Something Else. And the band will be touring soon and they're playing at the Forum in Kentish Town in London on October the 23rd. And I'll be going along to that. I mean, I haven't seen the band since, well, 2006. So, well, I've never seen them. Have you seen them? But oh, you've yeah. been blathering on about them for 10 years, Steve. I know. Such uh, a I've got to go, band. probably, haven't I? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Great, I've got to all go, go down there. They're, they're such a great band. It'll be a so. couple of rock kids. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, they're, they're pretty much rooted, really, if you listen to that track. It could be 68, couldn't it? I mean, a lot of their tracks are based on that on that sort of um, 60s vibe as well. So, um, you know, it's still there, ingrained in all our music, isn't it? When you it? go you to know? the forum these days, do you get OAP's concessions? <laughs> yeah, I think you might do, actually. Do you? Oh, fantastic. Yeah, okay, really great, it, great, 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 great. <laughs> okay, do I get helper's concession as well? You can get yeah, it for free. I can help you. Down the photo pit. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Actually, you'll have to carry, you'll carry my bags for me. I can, still, I'll, right? I'll carry your photo <laughs> bag for you. Yeah. I've got to get it. Uh, but that's a great track. You know, they're back with a new lineup, and but Joel's still in them. Joel Guion, the tambourine man, is still mm. with the band, and so I think they're on fire at the moment. I'm really looking forward to seeing them again. And uh, let's go back to '68. Yeah, one of the one of the great tracks that summer in the uh, in the charts was um, the cover of the uh, Bob Dylan song "This Wheel's on Fire" by uh, Julie Driscoll, Brian Auger, and the Trinity. Shall it's memory 
And that was This Wheels on Fire from Julie Driscoll with Brian Auger and the Trinity. And that's such a fantastic track. Yeah, it? it is a great track, especially that last swirl. You know where it gets oh, all swirly yeah, at the end? production on Yeah, the people, I remember going to parties and people would play that and the, the, the girls would be dancing in the Bieber dresses and... Uh, you know, the air would be full of marijuana and we just thought the world was going to change, you know. It was, yeah. We thought this was the beginning of um, a new revolutionary society as we... As we faded into the <laughs> into the ether, you know, <laughs> yeah, come down off the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, that is one of the of the tracks of that year as yeah. well. But um, one of the other bands, of course, that were had, had really, really uh, started to become really big was was Cream. Yeah. And I'd been going to see Cream gigs for a couple of years. I'd, they played in the Attic Club in Hounslow uh, in '67, uh, I think. And yeah. then uh, I saw them again play at um, Isleworth Polytechnic in '67, '68. They played at St Mary's College over in uh, in yeah. Twickenham yeah. to yeah. A, a massive crowd sitting on the floor. <laughs> and um, later on in the year, they announced. Um, that they were going to split and mm. it just uh, nobody could believe it because uh, mm. you'd go around the streets and there was this graffiti Eric Clapton is God yeah, yeah right yeah. and um, strangely enough the, uh, the the last album was called Wheels of Fire which is a double album but um, my one of my favourite tracks is um, is this track called Deserted Cities of the Heart on the street where time has died the golden treat you never
Cream and Deserted Cities of the Heart from their album Wheels of Fire. And I must admit, you know, being a bit younger, I never got into Cream, Eric Clapton, you know, I was never into that sort of stuff. But hearing that track, I mean, I know you played it, you said you're going to make me change my mind about Cream. And, and, and I, if I'd have heard that, I'd never have guessed it was Cream. It's a cracking track, isn't it? It's a cracking track. Ooh, it's There's all kinds it? of weird noises going on. Mm. It's Felix Papalardi who produced it, banging cowbells and things. Mm. And, uh, of course, Ginger Baker, absolutely brilliant drummer. Mm. Jack Bruce, what, one of the greatest singers ever. Mm. And uh, words by Pete Brown, who's mm. a brilliant poet. Yeah. So, uh, and who wrote a number of Cream tracks. They were, they were absolutely incredible band. And uh, I, can't believe, <laughs> I can't believe it's 50 years since... Uh, uh, since I saw them play. Well, yeah, I must admit, I, I, I'm intrigued now to find out a little bit more about Cream, if they sound a bit, uh, sound anything like that. You know, I think I mm. might, might enjoy that. But there's one band that we do agree on. We both um, have, a, have a huge love and affection for the Gun Club. Oh, I love the Gun Club. Uh, this week, I was just driving around, and I thought, uh, I haven't heard the Gun Club Fire of Love album for a while, so I bunged it on. Just couldn't stop playing it, quite frankly, mm. because I think it's such a brilliant album. I mean, it must be one of my favourite albums of all time. And I went to see the I went to see the Gun Club uh, about eighty three, I think, playing mm. at the venue and um, uh, photographed them and went backstage with um, or Jeffrey Lee down mm. a few drinks with Jeff. You know, got back home very late. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only time I saw him, but. Yeah. Uh, it was a great night and um, I just love this album to bits and this is one of my favourite tracks She's Like Heroin to Me Never know that she is there 
It's a classic track from the Gun Club's immense Fire of Love album called She's Like Heroin to Me. And I think that is, we. I think one of those albums that when we first met, we both thought, ah, wow, that's great. You know, I just love that plaintive singing. She's like heroin to me, she cannot miss a vein. Yeah. <laughs> I have to just, you know, lyrics, yeah. nobody writes yeah. lyrics like that. It's just so fantastic, you know. Yeah. And the, it's kind of, the sound is kind of swampy, bluesy, a bit country in a way, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. With a brilliant slide guitar, just yeah. uh, everything just really yeah, works, it's, doesn't it's it? Just, it's just unique, you know, they, they were just such a unique band, you know, and I absolutely love them. It's a great band, um, and that must be one of the, that's uh, one of those perfect albums. Yeah, every yeah. track's a, every track's a winner on that yeah. album. You yeah. can play that from beginning to the end. It's yeah. just a great album. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's produced, really... of course, by, uh, it was produced by Tito La Riva of the Tex-Mex punk band uh, The Plugs. Great stuff. So, um, said brilliant record. And I got a couple of um, a couple more new songs to play now. Brand new releases. Uh, first of all, we've got um, a track by a Groovy Uncle with Susie Chunk on lead vocals. And this is from their album, which is just out now, called Meanwhile Back in Medieval Britain. And here's a great track called Good Child. <laughs> Let's go. 
Groovy Uncle from their new album Meanwhile Back in Medieval Britain. Uh, it's got a great cover from uh, drawn by Daryl from the Senior Service, you know, and uh, fantastic vocals from Susie Chunk. Um, he's a great soulful singer. Um, the album is uh, it's, it's a bit more orchestral than the last record. Um, it's it's well worth getting hold of, and I said that's out now. Um, so please check it out. And another band that I saw play live down at the Beatwave Festival in Hastings uh, is uh, another little super group. Uh, this is the Voodooms. It features Bruce Brand from the Masonics and the... Oh, oh, how many bands has Bruce been in? Oh, God. You've known Bruce for, for years, oh, haven't you? So no. Bruce, going I mean, back to the... He goes Pop back. Rivets and... Oh, he goes back. Really well, the first band I think that I saw Bruce in was, uh, was the Milkshakes, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know. Yeah, so that would be eighty three. Yeah, that's thirty five years ago, <laughs> man and boy. That is, oh my <laughs> god! Yeah, but Bruce is playing bass in in the ah, and he's uh, come out front. Is he any good? Yeah, yeah, of course. No, oh. oh, he's a consummate musician. You know, oh. I've seen him play guitar with um, Groovy Uncle. So he's, ah, he's a man of many talents, you know. A bit like Mole in the Embrooks and uh, God, what is it with these Kentish men? I know. All men of Kent, <laughs> you know. Right. Multi-talented, aren't they? They are, they are multi-talented, <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's uh, Mick on lead vocals and guitar, Dave on the drums, great drummer. And uh, also you've got Kevin from the Baron Four on the guitar. And uh, great band, really good. And the album, the new album that's um, out now is called Destination Doomsville. And it's out on the fantastic record label Trash Wax in splattered coloured vinyl. It looks lovely. Uh, and they'll be playing at Weirdsville at the end of the month. Um, uh, well worth uh, going on to see them play live. Uh, here's a great track from uh, the Voodooms. This is Do the Plague. Is everybody in the world going to die? <laughs>
That was The Voodoos and Do The Plague from their new album Destination Doomsville. And that's the first record to be released that was recorded down in State Records' new studio, which is called North Down Sound, down in Kent. And uh, so it's, a, it's a great record and I'm looking forward to seeing them play again live. Uh, Damaged Goods Records, it's their 30th anniversary, another anniversary this year. <laughs> it's, 30th it's, anniversary, on? another 30th anniversary. Yep. So, oh, God. That's right. So our friend Ian at Damaged Goods, he started off by doing um, a new singles club where he's picked a selection of bands that he's working with over the over the past years and he's asked them to release um, a single. So they've, they've got to do a cover on one side and then an original track on the other side. I think there's about 12, 12 singles coming out. They're 7-inch vinyl, limited to 250 copies. And if you join the club online, you get uh, the coloured versions and the black vinyl versions will be available later on. Um, it's a good, it's it's a good stuff, and the, the sleeves all relate to the original releases, so they're, they're all works of art in their own right, you know. Wow. And so you've got, um, I mean, the first ones I just had through the post was uh, Judah, which you know, great Italian band, fantastic, and, um, and, and the great Leeds band who we saw at the Hundred Club a couple of years ago, great band called Cyanide Pills, and they've done a cover version of the Glitter Band classic Just for You, and uh, we've we've got it to play here. This is the Cyanide Pills and Just for You.
was just for you, Steve. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was okay. a great cover, that. I oh, love yeah. that. That's Cyanide good. Pills, what a great band. Oh, I remember right. seeing them down the 100 Club a couple of yeah, years yeah, ago. They were yeah. a great, great band. Yeah, you got some good photos of them as well, didn't you? I did, I did. Yeah. Rocking night down yeah, there. Yeah, a great band. And that was, I said, Just For You, the cover of the Glitter Band classic. And that's one of the, um, the special singles that's been released to celebrate Sir Damaged Goods' 30th anniversary. So coming up, you've got releases from Johnny Moped, Graham Day and the Forefathers and Billy Childish. And I said you've already got the Cyanide Pills and Judah. And also to celebrate the uh, 30th anniversary, um, Ian's lined up some gigs. We've got September the 6th at the Coco, Billy Childish and CTMF. And you'll be going along to that pool, will you, down the... I will. Down the front. I'll be down the front there. I'll be down the front as I always am, snapping away with my camera. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I can't go to a gig without the camera. Quite frank, the gigs that I have gone to without a camera, I've always regretted it. <laughs> like, oh, I wish I had that picture. Right, yeah. I went to Clash gigs. Joe Strummer used to say, "Come to the gig slats without a camera," and I went. and I always regretted yeah, it. Yeah, right. yeah. Especially when I saw the other photographers taking that's pictures right. backstage. I said, "Oh God, that's a picture I'm never going to have." Yeah. You know. There you go. Right. Well, it's great that we can still see you. Down the front of the gig with the camera. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm still down there at 68, yeah. snapping away. Still, th- of course, I think I'm 18 in my head. Yeah, well, that's right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fantastic. Give me my walking stick. Yeah, <laughs> calm down. But uh, in December, they've also lined up a few more gigs at the Lexington. And we've got uh, December the 1st, we've got Senior Service and Holly Go Lightly. And then on December the 8th, uh, Graham Day and the Jailers reforming. And th- December the 15th, Johnny Moped and the Snivelling Shit. Oh, the Snips without Giovanni. Yeah, well, we played yeah. them before. Dave Fudger, he'll be there, though, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I can do vocals. Yeah, get on stage. Right, yeah, yeah, Terminal Stupid, I can yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, no problem at all. <laughs> Terminal Stupid! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stop looking at me when you see me. <laughs> but anyway, congratulations to Damaged Goods on their 30th anniversary. And uh, so they're a great record label, one of our favourites. Uh, and I said, check them out. Right, thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to check out the blog, uh, www.retromanblog.com. And I'll put up links to all the bands that we've featured, where you can order the records. And uh, there's loads of features and reviews of some great stuff that we've seen recently, including the Schizophonics and the Corets are coming up soon on the blog. And I said, check it out. And don't forget, um, we've got a YouTube channel with all our down-the-front videos of all our favourite bands as well. And you can see loads of Paul's fantastic photos, including some of his old ones as well. So right. check out the blog. Don't forget our gig, uh, next Retroman blog night, Half Moon Putney on October the 13th, and that's with uh, Ebert Lundberg and the Indigo Children and the Galileo 7, so we look forward to seeing you there. And uh, to play us out, uh, Paul, over to you. Yeah, well, uh, in, uh, in, in May 68, in the early part of May 68, I'd gone over to Paris to try and join the revolution. <laughs> yeah, there I was, uh, trying to escape my A-level studies again, um, throwing stones at the police and running away from getting bashed over the head by the riot cops. And you could smell, you could smell tear gas in the streets every night. It was incredible. I got home, and later in the year, this album came out and everybody went crazy about it and this album was Aretha Franklin live in Paris she recorded this album while I was there and I didn't even know she was there (laughs) (laughs) she had released a a very successful single that year Think which had been huge and this album this live album came out and uh, everyone was blown away by it because it's a Brilliant album. It's Aretha at her absolute prime best. And it's a beautiful live recording. And um, for me, the greatest track on this album is 
I never loved a man the way I love you. That you ever had, yeah. 